Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome to The Back Brief, where we talk about the veteran news of the week you might have missed. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This week at ConnectingVets.com, the Department of Defense plans to transition dozens of its hospitals and clinics to serve only active duty service members, booting hundreds of thousands of family members and retirees to civilian doctors instead. A nonprofit organization is helping to correct the burial markers of Jewish service members all over the world. Frank Diaz is an Army veteran who's gone from dishing it out to bad guys as an anti-terrorism specialist to dishing out delicious barbecue on the island of Oahu. Kayla Jackson shares some of her favorite black military history stories from this month and tells us where you can find more. And from CBS Ion Veterans, Phil Briggs talks virtual reality as a PTSD treatment and an interview with Andrea Plate, author of Madness in the Trenches of America's Troubled Department of Veterans Affairs. This is The Back Brief for the week of February 21st, 2020. This is Abby Bennett, Capitol Hill reporter for Connecting Vets. This week, the Department of Defense announced plans to transition dozens of its military hospitals and clinics to serve only active duty service members, booting hundreds of thousands of family members and retirees to civilian TRICARE doctors instead. The Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs told reporters this week that 200,000 family members and retirees will likely be moved from military treatment facilities to TRICARE network providers. The entire military health system includes about 9 million beneficiaries. And of those 200,000, about 80,000 are active duty family members. The rest are retirees and their families. The move is part of a transition to focus military medical facilities on wartime readiness, which officials said means ensuring that uniformed medical staff get the training they need to treat deployed troops, such as trauma, care, and other combat medical needs. Of the hundreds of military medical facilities, about 50 of them will see some sort of change. 36 of those 50 will transition to treat only active duty soldiers. And these medical facilities are located in 22 of our 50 states. The transition is expected to take two to four years. My name's Elizabeth Howe, and this week I wrote an article on Operation Benjamin. Operation Benjamin is a team of all volunteers who are trying to find Jewish service members who were killed during World War II and then buried under Latin crosses. So 
400,000 plus American service members died during World War II in the chaos afterwards, these mass burials, these mass graves, mass cemeteries, not every Jewish service member was buried under the correct religious marker. So this operation is going back and trying to correct that and make sure that any Jewish service member who died fighting in World War II is buried under a Star of David instead of a Latin cross. As you can probably imagine, that's extremely difficult to do. So they start by going through the 125,000 American service members who are buried in foreign cemeteries and just looking for names that are obviously Jewish. There's a team of Jewish people, so they can kind of spot those names. But then just because you have a Jewish name doesn't mean you're Jewish. They have to track down family members. And of course, these were all like 19-year-old men who never married, never reproduced. So where is the next person in the family? It's often a great niece or a great nephew or a half-sister, they said sometimes. And then even after they find the family member, did that service member practice? Were they practicing Jewish? Would they have wanted to be buried under a star or a cross? The whole process. So Operation Benjamin is the name of it because the first service member that they successfully completed this process for, his first name was Benjamin, and it took four years from beginning to end to have the uh, the grave marker changed. But since that first one, they've done 11 more. They have five more coming in May. So it is a very slow process, but I just thought it was fascinating. Who would think? And they said that for them, it's it's a labor of love because it is an extremely long, arduous process, but it, it matters and it's important that they're buried under the religious marker that they would want to be buried under. My name is Lisa McLean, and this week we ran a story about Frank Diaz. He's an Army veteran who created a barbecue business on the island of Oahu. He created his specialty sauces and spices to offer all different types of barbecue to his customers. But more importantly, Diaz, who is a disabled veteran, helps and hires veterans who need jobs. One of his plans is also to open a 205-bed facility next year on Oahu that will help veterans and their families. His plan is to help provide counseling, professional training, and healing. Diaz said they will also have psychologists available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He said, so in case someone has a panic attack during the night, we want to be there for them. My name is Kayla Jackson, and I am a reporter and the social media manager for Connecting Vets. So for Black History Month, I have had the really great privilege and honor of heading up the digital strategy of what we're covering for Black History Month. And some of the awesome stories that I've been able to cover specifically are about the 2nd Airborne Rangers, which is the U.S. Army's first all-African-American ranger unit. They were really instrumental to the campaigns during the Korean War. Uh, They were activated, I believe, December 1950, and they were deactivated shortly after the war was over in 1951. Um, another really good story that I had the honor of reporting on was uh, Master Chief Carl Brashear. Uh, so he was the first black master diver in the U.S. Navy. And his son, who is also a uh, military person as well, he's actually in the Army himself and is an accomplished Army chief. He's a warrant officer and pilot. And so I talked to him just about, you know, his dad's influence in the Navy, what he was able to accomplish, what it was like going through training as a black man um, in the Navy, trying to be a diver, and a little bit about the movie that was released, I believe, in 2000 about his life starring Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robert De Niro called Men of Honor. And he was able to actually tell me a little bit about growing up. He didn't really know too much about his father, about what he was doing in the Navy. He had no idea how important he was. He did tell me, though, he knew he was important because as a child going on base, people always seemed to be busy when his dad seemed to come around. Uh, And so he knew he had kind of an inkling that his dad was important, but it really wasn't until 2000 when the movie came out and he was an adult that he fully understood 
uh, his father's contributions to the Navy and the military at large. And then one of my most recent Black History Month stories has been about the Black Veterans Project, which is a new sort of veterans advocacy group that was started by two post-9-11 veterans, uh, Richard Brookshire, who was an Army medic, and Kyle Bibby, who was a Naval Academy graduate and Marine infantry officer. They were both kind of interested in social justice, just individually interested in racial disparities in the military and just in large in American society. They had discovered a bunch of research just about Black veterans, how they access the VA, the fact that they're more likely to access VA services. But minority veterans are also more likely to be unemployed. Uh, they're more likely to be prescribed opioids. Uh, they're more likely to be overprescribed opioids. All of these different studies and kind of evidence about the struggles and experiences of Black veterans that have been done by the VA um, and other healthcare groups. And they kind of wanted to dive into this research, both so that they could advocate better uh, for Black veterans on the Hill, and also to kind of create this living archive online. Uh, a lot of different you know, service organizations that are started by African-American veterans, uh, they kind of live on the local level, they're smaller, um, and usually they're headed up by groups that are kind of from the Vietnam era. And what the Black Veterans Project kind of aims to do is bridge this generation together. And they kind of want to make this online living digital monument that has stories and collections and archival material and photos just to show people that the Black veteran experience is not monolith. They come from different places, different organizations, different backgrounds, but they do serve and they do have different stories, some positive, some negative, some heroic, some stories of struggle, and it's important to kind of preserve that. Those have been kind of the, some of the biggest stories that I've been able to cover so far from Black History Month. But Connecting Vets has a ton of things on our site. A number of the reporters of their team have covered everything from Black service members who've received the Medal of Honor to service members who fought in the Civil War and were recognized uh, to, you know, the first Black pilot who has a statue in his honor out in Georgia. So there's a lot of different content uh, related to uh, Black History Month on ConnectingVets.com. What's going on? I'm Phil Briggs, Navy veteran and host of CBS Eye on Veterans. And on this week's show, uh, we're going to talk about all things mental health uh, with an author and a doctor who is revolutionizing the treatment of PTSD with video game technology. Yeah, virtual reality. Dr. Skip Rizzo is the director of medical virtual reality for the Institute of Creative Technologies out of the University of Southern California. And uh, he talked to us at great length about what it's like to work with warfighters when they put on the virtual reality headsets and they relive and confront some of their biggest traumas. And they're able to go back to that exact place only in a controlled environment with a therapist there so they can go at their own pace and they can actually kind of get over it. We'll also share some moments with Andrea Plate, who had an interesting path on her way to care for veterans. Uh, she recently wrote the book Madness in the Trenches of America's Troubled Department of Veterans Affairs. And she knows about the VA because she was a social worker there for 15 years. But before that, she was a child actor in Hollywood. And uh, in the late 60s, she was on shows like Gunsmoke and Combat and Peter Gunn. Uh, but she gets out of college during the tumultuous Vietnam era and went right to work at the West LA VA, where she spent her entire career. And during her interview, she talked not only about treating Vietnam veterans for things like addiction, alcoholism, homelessness, depression, and PTSD. But she talks about the different ways she's seen PTSD over the years and talks about what it's like to treat the current global war on terrorism veterans. But more than anything, we talk about some of the miracles she witnessed as a social worker in the trenches and her passion for caring for veterans. So totally sweet story, really sweet lady, and a very cool book. And that's all this weekend on CBS Eye on Veterans. And you can find that online at connectingvets.com. Find the audio section 
and look for CBS, Eye on Veterans. Don't forget to like, listen, share, and subscribe to The Back Brief so that you don't miss a minute of the news that matters to you. All of the stories featured on this episode are available at ConnectingVets.com. And while you're there, check out our other podcast, Vet Story. This March, we're launching a whole new season of real stories from real vets. Go to ConnectingVets.com and get connected today. I'm Rod Rodriguez. I'll see you at the next episode of The Back Brief. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.